This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Third Sunday in Ordinary Time A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. First the Lord degraded the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the end he has glorified the seaward road, the land west of the Jordan, the district of the Gentiles. Anguish has taken wing, dispelled is darkness, for there is no gloom where but now there was distress. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwell in the land of gloom a light has shone. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing as they rejoice before you as at the harvest, as people make merry when dividing spoils. For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulder, and the rod of their taskmaster you have smashed, as on the day of Midian. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. One thing I ask of the Lord, this I seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I may gaze on the loveliness of the Lord and contemplate his temple. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say and that there be no division among you, but that you be united of the same mind and in the same purpose. For it has been reported to me about you by brothers and sisters by Chloe's people, that there are rivalries among you. I mean that each of you is saying, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with the wisdom of human eloquence, so that the cross of Christ may not be emptied of its meaning. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, 
the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending the nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, on this third Sunday in Ordinary Time, we have some very important things happening this week. Uh, January 25th is the conversion of St. Paul. Uh, Probably all of us have some conversion story in our lives, and it's so great to read about St. Paul and, and how he so just clung to Christ after his conversion, how beautiful that is. Uh, the 28th, we have the Oregon Right to Life March down in Salem uh, at the Capitol Steps. That starts at 2.15, so please be early for that. Uh, the 28th is also the feast day of St. Thomas Aquinas, so it's a great day to maybe tie those two things together, a man who was so so eloquently you know, uh, presented our faith to us. So beautiful week this coming week. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to start off our readings with a, a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And this reading begins with a verse that references two tribes, Zebulun and Naphtali. These are the names of two of the 12 sons of Jacob. And they were brothers of Joseph. Remember the brother, the Joseph that uh, had the coat of many colors, and he was really, you know, envied by his brothers, and they ended up selling him into Egyptian slavery. That Joseph. Anyway, Isaiah talks about the darkness and gloom that cast a shadow over those lands. Now, these tribes had gradually lost faith in God and suffered from the corruption that always plagues a pagan culture. These lands were also subjected to constant turbulence from large enemies traveling through them because this happened to be the best route for armies that were traveling from one direction to the other. And as those rabble-rousers passed through the towns, they just wreaked havoc and people just wanted some peace. So Zebulun and Naphtali are the areas also in which the Lord began his public ministry, and we're going to hear more about that in the gospel reading. That's right. But as we get through this first reading as well in the second half, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. What a wonderful uh, uplifting message that Isaiah brings to the people. And, and this, I, I think, is a great also tie back to Genesis chapter 1. If you remember here, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. I think this is also a new beginning, a new creation, a separation from darkness that the Israeli people uh, came and embraced. We are going to make you a new nation, a great light. Uh, St. John of the Cross once time, one time said this, the endurance of darkness is the preparation for great 
light and how important I think that is in our day today where we go and endure and we offer up our prayers, our joys, our works, our sufferings in order to prepare for that great light, that renewal in the church that we so desperately need. And I think that if we embrace that renewal, then we can live this last line here and the rod of their taskmaster you have smashed. That is the light of justice. That's the breaking that rod of oppression and all of the pro-death policies that we have in our country today. Um, We know that it is never morally licit to murder an innocent human life. And so we as Catholics need to embrace this light, become people of light, and as some people may not want to listen to this, everyone needs to be involved politically in one way or another. Now, some people say, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't deal with politics, but I'll, I'll let me tell you, I'm going to be a way that you can get involved here. <laughs> the most fundal, fundamental, I think, obviously, is voting. But you can also take more active roles in either writing your legislature or becoming involved politically. But you know what? There's also a very important way to be involved politically in our country, and that is raising your children and raising your family to become strong Catholics. That perhaps is the most important way that we can walk in light walk in a pro-life and create and change this, uh, you know, the society around us. And we don't want to forget the power of prayer, right? I mean, because of prayer, the way it changes our hearts and our minds, you know, this is something that that's, that's where we're going to get the courage to continue. That will break the rod of the taskmaster. That is exactly right. Yeah. And we need to know, we need to be patient <laughs> and it doesn't happen all at once, no, it but doesn't. it will, it will happen. Yeah. 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 Well, today, again, we read from 1 Corinthians. Yeah. Um, so in, in St. Paul's, all the Corinthians, I like what you said last week about uh, uh, living like a Corinthian. Yes. <laughs> oh my heavens. Yeah. So St. Paul's letter is to the Corinthians, the church in Corinth, actually, and it addresses problems within the early church. And, and, and those problems were stemming from liturgical abuses, erroneous ideas about uh, faith and dogma, um, specifically Christ's death and resurrection, and immorality that was also running running rampant. And I kind of sound like I'm talking about (laughs) current (laughs) events, but I'm not. I'm talking about uh, times uh, during... Some things don't change, do they, Carl? St. Paul's time. No, they don't. (laughs) Anyway, so St. Paul's reminding us, you know, he's reminding them that they have to remain united, you know, to have one mind with the same purpose. People are people are people, and those same issues continue, right? We're seeing them in the church today. After Martin Luther broke away from the church, tens of thousands of others followed suit. Today, we have something like, what, 30,000, 40,000 different groups of Christians? That was my last count, yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and that's really sad because, yeah. you know, we the, the call here is no divisions among you. Be of one mind, be of the same purpose. Remember... <sighs> Ephesians chapter four, verse five, there is one faith, there's one hope, there's one baptism, right? That's what Christ wants us to live like is one, indeed one united church. Now, one of the things I think that's beautiful about our Catholic faith is there is a wonderful variety of thought and wisdom in the Catholic church. And, and Catholics in good standing can disagree about many things, right? but we do need to be united against the sin of abortion the sin of euthanasia, the sin of embryonic stem cell harvesting, the sin of human cloning, the sin of the so-called homosexual marriages. And and we sometimes feel like the church is saying no a lot, but really what the church is saying is I'm saying no to these things 
because I want to say yes to something better. I want you to live as I have called you to live. And that will create, that will break that rod of the taskmaster. That will create a pro-life culture in our society. And really, that is so needed for just a society of justice, society of order, a society of love, Mm -hmm. really, is what we're being called to create in our world today. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and finish in the Gospel of Matthew. We see Matthew here, chapter 4, is a beautiful fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 9 that we read about in the first reading. Yes, it is. Yeah. And after John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus made his home in Capernaum on the Sea of Galilee. Now, Capernaum is that territory of Zebulun that we heard about in the first reading. And uh, in fact, Capernaum, Galilee, Zebulun, and Naphtali were all neighboring communities. It was in Capernaum that Jesus began his public ministry to restore and transform the Davidic kingdom into the kingdom of heaven. And as we hear in this gospel, it was also here in Capernaum at the Sea of Galilee that Jesus called the first apostles. And it was after his death and resurrection that in this same location, Jesus reunited with the apostles. And all of this is significant because it is the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. Yes, we know that Christ took men from an ordinary occupation and transformed them into something extraordinary, spiritual fishermen. Let us live as zealous Catholics who are united in faith. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. Produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M A T E R D E I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.